everyone. This is the guru of inspiration, Michelle Hammond, and I am listening to the Luncheon with Lisa show. Come on in and join me, y'all. You are now listening to Lunching with Lisa Show. Well, all right. Hey, this is Prince DeJour, and you're listening to the Lunching with Lisa Show. You gotta love it. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Lunching with Lisa. I'm excited to be here tonight because we are continuing our love series with the Luncheon with Lisa, and we've been having a good time all month. I know this is Black History Month, so we will be sharing a Black History moment with Luncheon with Lisa, but February to me is still all about love. I just feel like it's another month to show some extra love. Yes, we show it all the time, or we should anyway. We're going to talk about that. But, I mean, there's nothing wrong with giving a few extra hugs and kisses along the way. What's wrong with that? So tonight we are bringing some amazing guests to talk about loving thy neighbor. Um, Handpicked, okay? Um, Because I think that we need to talk more about how we can learn to love each other. There's so much hate and um, just discord all over the place. And we're going to try to do some action items tonight to get that right. So how about that? But before we get started, I actually wanted to say happy birthday to anyone who's having a birthday Um, this month. It's the month of February, but y'all look out because April's coming around. You know, we turn it up in April, but happy birthday to all the February people. Um, We wanted to show you some birthday love. Also wanted to say happy anniversary to anyone who's celebrating love. Um, This was a... um, a hot month for that. I hope you all had some amazing Valentine's Day adventures um, and did some fun stuff or just did nothing at all. That's cool too. Um, so happy anniversary to all of you all. And just congratulations to anybody who's celebrating a new job, a new promotion, a new book, um, whatever it is that you're doing that's something that challenged you and you stepped out on faith and did it. Congratulations to you. Keep going. Um, I am excited um, about some of the things that are going on with Dove Style Magazine. If you all don't know, we had the opportunity to cover a movie premiere for a TV series called uh, Double Cross. So um, my photographer for Dove Style Magazine, Lincoln Landers, um, attended with me out in Bowie, Maryland, and it was awesome. Um, We met some amazing actors and actresses out there doing their thing. And the young lady, Crystal Gibson, who's the writer, is from the DMV. So it was exciting to show her some love. So stay tuned with Dove Style Magazine. You'll read up on what happened at the... um, the premiere, we had a great time. Um, I also wanted to, actually, Sheree, we're going to go ahead and do a promo for um, Touch, Touch by Dove Publishing is actually working with a new client, um, Kiever, who has an amazing book project coming out. So we wanted to actually put a plug out here for the book. And I'm also excited that I will be a part of it. Um, but I wanted you to check this out. If you're interested, you can hit Kiever up. But you might want to think about joining the team. So we're going to take a break and show you what that's about. And then we're going to come back and meet our amazing guests. And we'll be right back. 
off the call for imperfectly fierce and focused, embracing your imperfections while still crushing your goals. If you've ever overcome procrastination, been a survivor of a traumatic experience, overcome fear and imposter syndrome, or even live with a disease, illness, or disability, then you should consider being a co-author for Imperfectly Fierce and Focused. Someone needs to hear your story. Imperfectly Fierce and Focused is not about being perfect. In fact, it's the complete opposite. This anthology is to empower, uplift, and motivate readers to recognize their ability and strength to get beyond the spirit of perfection, fear, and procrastination. It's time to tell your story. So come join our team, meet our visionary and current authors. Kiva Lernice Murdaugh, visionary author. Atricia Doyle, executive assistant and project manager. Dr. Tina D. Lewis, forward author. Lisa Dove Washington, co-author. Jacqueline Kabai Harrison, co-author. Fachina Kirkendall, co-author. Register today to become a co-author in a perfectly fierce and focused. Visit our website at www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. Again, it's www.tinyurl.com forward slash IFF dash inquiry. So if you all are interested, please reach out to Kiever. It's a, a wonderful book project, and I'm looking forward to sharing more about that. We also have some other authors that are going to be sharing their book on um, Luncheon with Lisa coming in, I believe, April and May. So stay tuned for that. Um, the Power Shut Up Symposium. This is the third time around with this. That's coming soon. So stay tuned for that. We're really excited about it because the plan is that it will be in person. Um, we've been virtual for two years, but we're ready to get in the room because um, the fire was too much for the computer. We got to go into the room. So I'm excited about what's to come. But I am ready to. Oh, oh thank you so much, Shariva. She reminded me on February 25th. I will be speaking at the Black History Month Family Day Festival that's at the um, uh, Sports and Learning Complex uh, for Pre Prince George's County. And they also have some other amazing events that are going on. They have the Black History Month Open Mic Night. Um, they also have the Black History Family Trivia Night which is February, uh, actually we've already passed that, and then some things for Valentine's Day they did. So check out um, the, the Sports and Learning Complex. They do some amazing things for the community. But on the 25th, the Black History event is free and it's for family. So everybody can come out. They have amazing vendors. It's just a really nice day out. So check it out and come check me out. I have my table out with my books and I'll be speaking. So I'm excited about that. But without further ado, we got some work to do. Um, we're going to talk about how we're going to learn to love thy neighbor. So I want to introduce my guests. We have Charlene Day, and we also have Dr. Teresa Mosley. And we're here to talk about some serious stuff. I know we have fun. We joke. We play. Um, 
but we about to spread some love in a different way tonight. This is about loving thy neighbor. And I'm, I I really want these ladies to share with you what that even means. Because I think we got to start with what does it mean to love thy neighbor? I think people hear it. Um, they know that, you know, you hear, it comes from the Bible. They've heard something about it in church, but they really don't know what it means. And then the action behind it is the hard part. So you can say it all day long, but are you acting in that space? So first of all, I want to welcome you all back to the Luncheon with Lisa show. You all are not newbies. You have been here before. And I thank you all for saying yes to joining in. Um, hello, Dr. Jennifer Jones Bryant. She's joined us. I'm glad she was able to tune in. You all, please share and like this um, and pull people into the room. I think it's a conversation that everybody needs to be a part of. But first of all, I wanted to talk to Charlene and Dr. Teresa. So let me ask this first question, which I think is actually will kick off everything. What does love thy neighbor mean to you? And I'm going to start. Charlene, let's start with you. Tell me, what does love thy neighbor mean to you? Oh, my goodness. Listen, because I'm a believer, first of all, I believe that loving thy neighbor to me means first loving yourself. And many people can't love their neighbor because they don't love themselves. So it's packed up into a whole lot of things. But for me, just to simplify that, if you can't love yourself, you're not going to be able to love your neighbor. So I'm just going to sum that and I'll let Miss Teresa take it and I'll come back later for something. Absolutely. Some take that biblical uh, verse literally, but your neighbor is next to you, whether it's down the street, whether it's the shopping cart behind you, whether it's the student sitting next to you in a classroom, or whether it's someone driving in the car next to you. The neighbor is anyone that you come in contact with. It's right. the world. That's right. And 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 I'm glad that you said that. Um, actually, you both hit on two key points because Charlene, you touched on the fact that um, it, love thy neighbor it is. Um, well, first of all, Dr. Teresa, you talked about it's everybody. Yes. So people sometimes do take that literally, and it's like everybody is your neighbor. Um, That's right. Anybody that you come into contact with the grocery store. So it, it's kind of a self-check. How am I acting when I'm going to the grocery store to get my groceries? How am I acting when I go to the gas station to fill up? Uh, and, and I thought about this when I was doing <laughs> when I was thinking about this show, like we all can be checked because there have been moments when we've been out of pocket. We're not thinking about loving our neighbor. You know, we kind of move in the world like everybody is either trying to get you um, out to hurt you or disrespect you. And we totally miss the concept of how we're showing up, because um, a lot of times it's the energy you putting out. That's what you get back. That's right. um, that's so good. Charlene, you were just tapping into the fact that, you know, loving yourself, which was the very first show of Love Series. That's the whole point. That yes. you can't start. How would you even know what to do if you haven't figured it out for yourself? Um, so that is that is key to everything. But, you know, and I hate to jump. I don't want to jump too far into it because I'm so anxious to get to um, because I know what you all have talked about before. And in regards to this place, this place of peace, um, mm -hmm. I want to get to like the solutions to help these people because I'm seeing so many people out here. Um, and I don't take myself out of that where we kind of get distracted because the world is kind of it's a different place right now. So it's easy to kind of go in the other direction because you feel like nobody's showing you love. So why should you? But let's talk about that. Why is it so important 
that we learn how to show our neighbors some love. And that means everybody you come in, in, in to play with. Because love actually is what makes the world go round. It really does. When you honor and respect your community, your neighbor, your teacher, your student, that resonates around you. When you love, it resonates positivity. When there's positivity around you, there's peace. When there's peace around you in your home or your school, it then resonates in the environment. If it's in the environment, it's in the community. If it's in the community, then it's in the city, the nation, the state, and the world. So it's so important that people learn to love one another and, and not just your literal next door neighbor. Some people don't even know the next door neighbor. That's right. <laughs> so blessed that I was born and raised in North Carolina. My dad was in the military and I knew everybody on my street, everybody on the street behind me and everybody on the street behind that street. We all went to elementary, middle and high school together. It's not that way anymore. It's people not. are crazy yet. So I would say, number one, if you don't know your neighbor, don't go to the door and say, hey, you know, number one, know your neighbor. Your right. real neighbor. <laughs> but then when you're in the grocery store and you see a little old lady that can't lift up a bottle of water, lift that tray up. Love thy neighbor. I went to Safeway today and I said, and it said, do you want to make a deposit, a, a, a charitable contribution? And I said, yes. And I tapped $3 at that's loving thy neighbor because that money is going back into the community. So it's important so everybody can feel like they are cared for. Absolutely. Because if, if you're not feeling that energy, um, then you tend to not show it because you're thinking, okay, well, they don't want to be bothered with me. They don't like me or they're being mean to me. And then it shuts you down. And, and I do agree absolutely that you can't grow in that space. Um, and that's why this is so important is because we're kind of limiting ourselves because we're walking around angry, sad, hurt, and there's enough things that can keep us in that space. But here's the hard part for me, Charlene, that I'm going to ask you. Here's the hard part for me is that it is something that you have to practice. It's not just going to happen, especially if you have trauma in your life or there's something you've gone through. So you have to consciously decide that I'm going to be happy today. Or I'm going to Absolutely. do something nice for somebody else. Um, and mm -hmm. we're not making that decision. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're actually choosing to do the opposite. Um, and that's uh, that's weird to me. Um, and I know people can get off track, but it's, it's still kind of weird to me that that's not where you want to circle back around to. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. But Charlene, yeah, why is it so important that we love thy neighbor? And I wanted to say a uh, shout out to um, Lynette and Gillia. Thank you for joining. Please share and get people in the room. This is, to me, very important. Um, I'm excited already. We haven't gotten to the meet because I think you all are going to share some things that really will help people to, to, to find their way. So, Charlene. Absolutely. I mean, listen, this, this thing is serious and you hit on one of my key points and that is practice. And again, for me, I'm actually doing this love tour and it includes the principles, the, the practice, the patience with one another. And, and early this year, um, I describe what love meant to me, actually. Okay. And love is listening. Love is obedience, which the world doesn't want to hear that word because that means submissive in a, in a sense. There are victories and it's empathy and impact. And so if you listen at what, um, when I say empathy, 
the reason why we can't love our neighbor is because we look at our neighbor as ourself as being better than our neighbor, right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we shun them for the things that they're going through, knowing that you're going through a process and, and you're just overcoming that. And if you can relate to them, I say, you know what? I gone through that before and I understand you. So I also believe that when we're looking at how to love our neighbors is to empathize with mm -hmm. one another. We mm -hmm. all are going through something. And, and like, you know, Dr. Teresa was saying, I know I've joined the bandwagon with her on this um, creating peace in our, in our country internationally. And we're going to be doing some things, right? You know, Dr. Yes. Teresa, yes. that main thing is you first have to have empathy for others. Like, amongst everything that we're doing like we were just talking about being on social media and how social media is a different culture i mean people are not accepting of one another people are actually very painful you can tell that they're in pain you can feel it right you can listen at their tiktoks you can listen at their facebook lives they're angry inside and you're mm -hmm. like what really going on that you would treat a man or woman or a child or speak to someone like that, right? Because they have no empathy and they haven't started right. to practice love. Again, we go back to that P word, practice. When you are practicing love, like all three of us are doing, we're patient with one another, right? Right, yep. we are. We, we participate when we don't understand. Charlie was we checking, she was like, are you sure you're being patient with <laughs> Right, 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 right. You know, you sure you're being patient, right? And so, I, I think in order for them to do that, there are some practices that we have to do, but we have to encourage them to have empathy, not the empathy where you're like, oh, there's a homeless person on the street. Let's show them some love by giving them some money. Well, that may not be really what they need. They That's may right. need you to open up your mouth and actually talk to them yeah. while you're sitting at the light, just to encourage them that days yeah. will get better. That, that there is hope. What is it that you really want to do, right? That to me is loving my neighbor. Like me practicing love and me affirming that I am love. Guess what? It shoes out to the other human being that really needs love more than money. So the practice word is a huge thing. And empathy is the core of it all. Absolutely. I think it, it, in a nutshell to me, it's like that extra step. Yeah. Um, just that extra like you smile at your neighbor sure yeah. but um just like actually what both of you all said but you actually open your mouth and say hello um hello. just that extra step yes the smile is wonderful i'm not saying mm -hmm. i do that but sometimes people need a little extra maybe they miss the smile um mm -hmm. a lot of times they never even knew you smile because so as you smile, you turn in your head and they're exactly. thinking, oh, she doesn't even speak. And they don't realize that that's not what you meant. But what, it depends on what space you're in, how you're receiving something. And that's and, and the patience is huge because yes. if you don't have that, you can't meet people where they are. Some people are struggling. They would love to be to open up and be there, but they don't know how. But if you don't have the patience, you're not even going to give them the time of day so they can get there. So you can have the conversation. So that's why this to me is so important. Um, and I know I want you all to start to um, mm -hmm. share some things that you all are doing that's yeah. helping people to get there. 
I, I want to piggyback on Charlene. You know, I published um, 16 steps with Gov Publishing. And my first two steps, Charlene, was communicate, don't retaliate. And the second was have compassion and empathy for others, especially when they don't look like you. Right? That's Here's a good the thing one. I wanted to share. This is some conventional wisdom. Listen, everybody listening. Love, <laughs> that's one of the first things that a child learns from zero to one. Their virtue is hope and trust. If I cry, I hope they feed me, change me if I'm wet, or hold me if I'm cold. If that child is neglected by the mother, dad, caretaker, grandma, whoever, then they don't learn to trust. When you don't learn to trust, you can't love. And what is the opposite of love? It's hate. And what happens is these children that are broken, not all of them, but some of them, they go into school. They don't trust anybody. They go into the world of work. They don't trust anybody. They back up. They go into a relationship at 16 and 17. Don't trust anybody. Hating the world. And then they go blow up the building when they get back with the supervisor. So what yeah. I'm trying to say is it mm -hmm. starts with the family. We have to teach our children to love one another. Very we have true. to take care of the basic needs of our kids mm -hmm. so that they have the capacity to love. We have some kids mm -hmm. out there that are broken. As, yes, I'm speaking true. as a principal, you know, administrator for 28 years, and they don't know what love looks like. They don't know what love feels like. They are actually afraid to love, right? Yes. And so, but all is not lost. If you find out what the issue is, then you can solve the problem. I, I, one, I don't want to take up too much time, but there was one boy, I, I was a guidance counselor, and mm. teach, oh, he's bad. Oh, he's, they're always talking about how bad this kid is. I don't think children are basically bad. I think they go through some things and they project. Mm -hmm. So every morning I would say, hey, how you doing? Hey. Next morning, hey, sweetie, how you doing? Why are you always talking to me? I just, because I see you, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Hey, did you watch the football game last Sunday? And the second week he started seeking me out and speaking to me. Hey, how you doing? Right? That's so and good. To celebrate our relationship with him, I found out what his issue was, and it was something nice. really bad at home. So we can't write people off because they are angry. And if we're invested in making this world a better place, we have to start helping people heal. You know what? Um, yeah, and that was a perfect example because you never know what's going on with people where they are, and it's that one reach out because and the reason that you got the pushback was because you didn't recognize that as anything that was going to be good for him. Right. Um, usually you're you know you're suspect of people who speak out to you like what do you want? What do you need from me? Um, right. but once he was able to, as you all talked about earlier, build up that trust, like oh she's right. not doing this just to 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 bother me or get in my business. She actually right. cares about how my day went or what happened. And when he built up that trust, he realized this makes me feel good. I think I want more of this. And that's why I think people don't realize that the love that we show other people, even if they act like they don't want it. I mean, for real, yeah, for real. I mean, most people will be like, I don't need all of that. That's, you know, you ain't got to do all of that. But for real. They need if, it. If you keep pushing. And I know sometimes people. You know, and you can do that even with your kids when they're in a bad mood. I'm, and everybody's personality is different. But if you're one of those people that say, oh, you, we all right, you know, eventually people are like, okay, it's just not that serious. Let's, let, let's talk about it. Let's laugh about it. And I think if we can just get people over that hump, um, but it's so comfortable 
to be mm-hmm. in that negative space for some reason. And we got to shift. It's something that has to shift because yeah. I, I went through an experience and when I, it, it may put me in a positive space. And I realized in that positive space that I would, when I would say things like, oh, it'll be all right. We're, we're going to get through. When I started talking, saying that out loud, people were looking at me like, be quiet. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, shut up. You're getting on my nerves. And I realized that people are so accustomed to the negative that it makes them uncomfortable when you're positive and you're looking at the the good side of things. They're like, something has got to be wrong with you. (laughs) Exactly. Lisa, I'd like to add in there. I was just thinking before I, you know, I came on the show this week and I'm really intentional um, when I'm trying to have a conversation with someone. And one thing that came to me and I'll ask the audience this question also, have you ever been around someone and you knew something was off? I mean, they look good. Everything was happening great, you know, and I don't give a story. I was in a room. We were networking. This person has it all. They have everything. But I knew something was off. It was just totally off. And it bothered me because I'm like, they got everything. Why are they snubbing people? Right. Like, literally, like they are actually on the program as one of the people. Right. But (laughs) something was off. And so I started looking at it all together and I started questioning it. And that's what we have to do, not to judge, but to really see what is going on. And I, I said, you know what, this is this 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 statement came to me and it says that people are going through like what you see is what you get. OK, mm-hmm. so okay. y'all write that down. What you see is what you get. So when you see people actually going through something, whether it's good or bad, what you see is what you get. People are always going to go through, right? There's always a process that we all have to go through. It's how we handle it. But remember, whatever you're going through, it projects outwardly. Even when you think that you are calm, cool, collective, and things are looking good. No, 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 no. Your energy, everything around you shifts, even in the presence of people, So if Mm -hmm. you're having a bad day inside and you're used to being boastful and shunning people, it's going to come through that way. But one thing I learned is that everybody (laughs) has to go through their own process and we have to be patient with them and know that they're going through a process. And like you just said, Lisa, you just smile at them. And and really, when I did smile at this person and say, hey, everything is good tonight, right? Did you not know that a week or two later, they were like, oh, thank you for saying that to me. Da, 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 da. I wasn't in a good place. And, da, da. and I'm like, whoa, your words have power. But even though people outward opinion and their actions offend you, sometimes you have to take that love back and say, you know what? I'm going to handle this a little differently. And I'm going to give them that joy and that positivity like you were talking about, Lisa, regardless if they want it or not. And sometimes Absolutely. you can touch, but now that people are not used to touching, you can touch people with your eyes. Yes, you indeed. You could touch them by just giving them a nod. That nonverbal communication is a powerful. Yes. Powerful. Um, it looks like Bernadette said the question becomes whether we take the time to actually see the person beyond their physical appearance. Absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and that's that discernment. And also, um, to me, it's, that's that's when we're tapping into that emotional intelligence, um, because on, we, can, we can take people at, at, at face value. 
Um, it, but that would be a detriment to everyone because mm -hmm. there are days when, you know, my face is not right because I got something going on. There's something else going if on. You judge me by what you see here. You'll never get to know who I am. Right. And that one little statement, like, or a smile or, and what I tend to do if I, if I sense that somebody is a little off, um, and I also, I also had to check my intentions as well, but right, when I sense someone is off, what I'll say is you good. And that yeah. way it's, it doesn't feel like it's pressure to them. Like I got to tell you my whole life story now, it's none of your business, but if I'm just saying you good and then and just mm -hmm. to open it up and let them know if you're not, I've just opened my door, but if you're not ready to talk about it, just know that when I walk past, I'm I'm here if you need me, kind of thing. It's so good, yes. Lisa. God you just asked. Yeah, you know, God grant me the serenity to know what I can change and what I can't. Yes, man. That's right. That's right. So I'm offering others grace. That's what you're saying. We're offering grace. Others absolutely, grace. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, but like like we talked about, it's kind of learned. So. Let me ask you all, what kind of things when you run across people where you know that's the struggle? And I think um, to what you all were saying, most people, um, and, and I know this is a hard thing to say because me being somebody who just is tapped into the love within my heart. I mean, I'm, I'm tapped in. Um, so even when I'm angry with someone, I, I'm still loving, you know, even though I'm mad with you and I don't want to speak to you. I'm still somehow just loving you, but a lot of people are not able to do that. It's either one or it's the other. So when we're good, we all good. But when we bad, all bets off and horrible things can happen because they're not still in that space. So what do you do to help people that you run across? And, and then I want you, Dr. Teresa and Charlene, to talk about because your platforms really speak to all of this. But what do you do to help people that are struggling? Because I think that's a lot of the world nowadays. Charlene? You want me to say, okay. Sure. Listen, <laughs> listen, honey, honey, I have so much. See, we again, we go through what, what we go through in life is not in vain. Mm. And my platform is built on just, you know, telling fear goodbye and forgiveness. And yeah. so- People ask, well, how do you forgive it, You know, I don't tell my full story about things that happen. You know, there's a time and place for everything. But why do you forgive? You know, how do you forgive someone who wronged you, your child, your your life could have taken your life? Right. I'm like, it's a choice. See, one day I was at a party that I was invited to a Christmas party and I met a young lady. And she happened to have gone through the same exact situation that I gone through, but she had a heart attack. And I said, what happened? You, you are, she was an executive with a high end company, you know, you know, I won't name the company, but it was really fortune 500. And I asked her what, why, what happened? Like I felt those same pains. She actually had a heart attack at the age of 40. I was scared for my life. And I asked God, why does she have a heart attack? And I felt some of these same pains also. And he said, yeah, because she's still holding on to that. And mm -hmm. some people can't let go of some of the torment or the, the trauma that they had to experience. That's not for me, the judge. They have to get their revelation like I got my revelation. And my revelation scared me so bad that I was like, God, I forgive right now. 
Because number one, (laughs) I don't want the pain of going to being in a hospital because I hate hospitals. I don't want to have tubes on me. I don't want to have the thought of my family taking care of me because I just lost my mind or whatever. So what do I need to do? So I I went through therapy and I knew the number one thing that was holding me back and causing me so much pain was unforgiveness. Mm -hmm. So I I truly do um, shows and events to help people learn how to forgive on purpose right now, not for the other person, Mm -mm. but for you. Repeat, not for the other person, but for you, me, me, myself, right? Right. Because I needed the healing in my mind. I needed the healing in my heart. Whatever that person had done, I don't know if them and the maker, right? Had already had a conversation. And they have been forgiven, but I'm still looking at them that same way. So you first have to forgive, right, yourself. Then you can forgive them. It's not to say that the thoughts are not going to continue to, you know, laying around, come around and, oh, penetrate your every day. <laughs> it will. It will. But you have to practice. You have to find things to do, such as affirmations. I love myself. I forgive I myself. So. I forgive those around me every time it comes up. Put on some music, honey. I love me some reggae. I love me some yes, you, you know. <laughs> I will put on some music and I will drown it all out. I'll put on praise and worship music, whatever it takes. But I teach right. others to do the same. Find a song in your heart. Find a book. Find a word that will trip you back to who you are destined to be. Forgiveness is important unforgiveness can kill you again my favorite person nelson mandela he said hey it's like you wanting to give someone else the poison right but you end up taking it yourself that's just paraphrasing okay like no that's that that that's really what forgiveness is that's that's really what it is that's what unforgiveness is here drink the poison here drink the poison you know you did this to me but really you're the one that's drinking the poison and you're the one that's dying inside and, and so when we talk about love and loving, I never think about yourself because the hate that you're spewing inside of yourself is coming out. The unforgiveness, if you think about your health, because I've done a study on this, did you not know that over 80% of the cases they did in one of these studies of cancer, it was because of unforgiveness, rejection. Wow. Yes. yes. Wow. They're dying. One of my I- favorite authors, she said the reason that she had to forgive her, her, her father on her deathbed while she was having cancer yeah. She said she knew she knew she started forgiving him and the cancer released out of her body. And she started affirming these things, affirming that I am healed. I release it and I let it go. Why? Because it deteriorates the cells. It tears it down piece by piece. And the new ones that are built up, it sloughs and it grabs after it. So you want to keep unforgiving and continue to hate your neighbor and treat him any kind of way, because that's the truth. The people that are spewing hate on social media are people that basically haven't learned how to forgive and walk in love okay and practice it they don't understand the meaning of that because they're filled with rejection you know what Charlene when when you um and Dr. Teresa then I'm gonna go to you when you talk about forgiveness and it's funny that you brought up forgiveness because I usually share that as my superpower I did you know a collaboration book years and years ago and forgiveness was my but not because you know you ever been in a space where you feel like when I was growing up I kind of felt like a lot of times people took advantage or they weren't as kind to me as they should have been but I always you know I always found a way to forgive or you know not I guess my body was rejecting the hold 
Um, not saying that I've been perfect with it, but it seemed to be like a natural thing for me to go back into. It's okay. We're moving on or whatever. But I started to regret that I was able to do that so easily. So it angered me that I was always forgiving people. Like, why do I have to forgive people? <laughs> why don't they, they forgive? Conversation. I was like, God, what, what, why do I have to be the one? And I couldn't even control not doing it, if that makes sense. And then as I got older, especially when I, you know, really put that pen to paper, I wrote about it because I was like, this has got to be my superpower. Because even though I'm fighting this, I don't want to forgive everybody. I just think it's unfair I could not not forgive. Not saying that there were places where I needed work. I needed to really understand if I was there yet. Because sometimes you think you have forgiven and then something happens and you realize, eh, I'm not quite there yet. Um, but forgiveness is is everything in all of these situations. And I do practice, Lisa. A lot it's of people are walking day. in unforgiveness and it's killing them. Dr. I was born and raised in a Baptist church and I learned on the cross, Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. I feared the wrath of God as a child. You better forgive because you have to answer to a higher power if you don't. You know, yeah. you might do something in your life where you need to be forgiven. But here's my philosophy, Lisa. I say it after the end of every speech. Life is but a short road to our ultimate destiny. Mm. Make peace, have compassion, and learn to love before you get there. And yes. the problem I see with the world right now, children, adults, and everybody, is there's not a lot of love is because people aren't living in their purpose because they don't know what their gift is. I'm going to tell you, it won't be too long, tell you a quick story. As a high school principal, I had a student that came to my school because he couldn't go to his home school. He couldn't go to the school he was expelled from, just got out of jail for stabbing somebody. And he comes in front of me with his mother. And they said, you, we can't come here unless we talk to you first. I said, what grade are you in? He said, 11th grade. I said, well, what happened? He says, I stabbed somebody and I went to jail. I said, how'd that make you feel? He said, nobody ever asked me how that made me feel. Really? And I looked at his mother and I said, tell me something. What do you like to do? He said, I like to draw. Like he got so excited. I said, oh, you like to draw? So I gave him a blank piece of paper and a pencil. I said, right, then draw me what you're feeling. Mm. <laughs> the boy drew... Mm -hmm the young adult, 16, a heart that was broken with tears in it. Wow. And I looked at it, it took him about three minutes. I looked at his mother. I said, how long have your son been drawing like this? She said, since he was three. I said, that's his gift. Yes. I looked at him and I said, I know who you are. I said, that broken heart is you, isn't it? He said, I wow. said, well, tell your mother what those tears are. And yeah. she said, you get that out. It took me 15 minutes. And I said, hold up, wait a minute. I called my friend. I said, I have a, I have a student here that needs art therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Like he's going to be brilliant. And when I hung up, he had a mentor. And I said, guess what? You're going to draw. You're going to paint. You're going to have an art gallery. You're going to own your own business. You can, oh my goodness. The yes. world is yours. Has anybody ever told you that you're brilliant? I would buy that right now for a thousand bucks. That's what you just drew me. Right? right. So when he left me, I told his mother, you need to make sure he has art supplies at his house. You need to talk about to him about what he's feeling. So what I'm telling everybody listening, if something is going on with somebody that they're not loving or just have find out what the issue is. A, what happened? And whatever it is, 
How'd that make you feel? How about yeah. that? Whatever it is, that, Teresa. And what did you do? Because yeah. you react on how you feel. That's right. If you're negative, then you say, hey, what could you have done differently? That's the mm -hmm. ABCD quick. That's some good stuff right there, Lisa. But that's, that's a powerful question, you know, I because did. I think about it, you know, you think about daily interactions with people and it is rare that people ask that question, mm -hmm. which is probably the question that a lot of people are waiting for because they're looking for an opportunity to share without doing it. Mm -hmm. And people yeah. think you're putting yourself on people, yeah. but they're waiting for you to open the door and just say, how does that make you feel? And and and, and I would mm -hmm. even venture to say a lot of the conversations that we talked about that we've, I've heard all this, this hating on each other was because they weren't being heard. The door hasn't been opened. You're talking to me so kind of talking to me through the door. You're telling me that I'm welcome, but nobody's opened it. So I'm, waiting, the I'm yeah. waiting for the invitation. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and the other thing that I wanted to point out was that I think we don't, we give up way too soon yeah, when we're people. trying to, to yeah. be patient mm -hmm. with people. Like we try one time um, and then we're like, oh, they gave me all that attitude. So it is what it is, but we can't give up because what happens, and, and I'd say to internalize that, when you've been in a bad mood or you, you got something going on and you have ups and downs, a lot of times people feel like nobody cares what I'm feeling about or whatever because somebody might have said, just generally speaking, I'm here if you need me. But they didn't really say it to you. They just said it to say it. Not saying that people mean anything by it. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. people waiting for that special invitation you know, to really look at me and say, if you need anything or tell me what you need or the, the major question, I'm glad you said that, that that should just be a main question to people. How did that make you feel? You know what, How Lisa, that that's exactly what therapists do mm -hmm. when even when we're, I know, going through marriage counseling or any counseling, that's the question they, they will ask the spouse or, you know, or even yourself individually. How did that make you feel? Because. Mm -hmm. It is therapy within itself because now you are reflecting inside instead of deflecting on what somebody made you do out of your anger, right? Mm -hmm, right. So mm -hmm. I think it's an amazing question, and I think it's a part as a part of this conversation. We can ask them, like you, you were talking about the social media person. You're like, "Ooh, well, how does that make you feel?" Like if you wanted to hit them up in your inbox, like, "How are you feeling today?" Right? Because yeah. we already know we see what they're feeling. We can, right. because we, as women of distinction and women of discernment, we know what they really feel. We, we can sense. But if you ever had that one-on-one, -on -one, do you mind giving me a call if God leads you, right? Right, <laughs> right. giving me a call because I like to see how you're doing. Seriously. So, yeah, I, I love that, um, Dr. Teresa. It mm -hmm. makes yes. a lot of sense, but it is something, a technique that counselors use, and we don't use it enough. Enough. No. We don't use, well, that's the key. We don't use it enough. Um, we've kind of gotten, to me, we've gotten into a space of, it's not my business. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, they don't, you know, they don't want to be, and, and, and let's be real. There's some people that you may ask, how does that make you feel? And I'm always kind of in tune to those who that question mm -hmm. angers them. And oh. to me, those are the people. So yeah. if it angers you, 
that I ask you, how do you feel? That just lets me know that the trigger is, yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it to you. Um, like the young man who had to draw it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and that's the moment when I say that just don't give up, even if it's not that day, but mm -hmm. in a couple of days, just check back with them and just say you're good um, because they got to work through that. Everybody doesn't snap back like this. Everybody doesn't open up like this. So I hate the conversations when people say, oh, don't tell all your business and da, 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 da. but some people that's not the way mm -hmm. because some people need to get it out. Yeah, Some need people to need to out. talk to somebody, but if they're hearing you say, you don't be telling everybody your business, then they're living with that. And they're scared to tell anybody because nobody wants to be bothered. And, and Lisa and some people that hold all of that stuff in, they go back to the world of work and blow up the building. You know what I mean? Like, I know what I'm talking about. And yeah. somebody in that organization knows, oh, he's got anger issues, but mm -hmm. nobody's doing anything about it because you don't want to talk to him. You know what I mean? It, especially if you're a leader in a workplace, a school or building, you need to know everybody. You need to you need to talk to everybody in, in your building. That's you need right. to know who they are and you need to help them maximize their potential or whatever it is that your goals are for that organization. Make them feel loved and wanted. Even if yeah. you don't like that person, that's right. You're the leader. You <laughs> Even if you think that person is super strange yeah. and they're gonna blow up. Right. But you know, you're so like, let me she's gonna blow this place up. Uh, listen, let me ask you this. And this this might be a little weird, but have you ever gone into spaces? And when I used to ride the train, I don't ride the train anymore, but it, when I go into areas and I'm around people, I tend to kind of just scan the room. <laughs> um, for just the emotions, the facial expressions, um, just to see how people are moving in the room. And, and I don't know if I'm, cause sometimes I'm thinking, why are you doing that? Because I'm preparing for, and, and it's, this might seem really strange. I know I'm, I'm so, I'm so transparent on some of these, these, these lives, but I'm, but what I sometimes think about is if something was to happen, um, I'm already assessing, you know, <laughs> who I'm, who I'm going to be drawn to, who I might need to communicate with, who I might be able to trust. Um, and of course this is all on, you know, it's just faith working. Cause I don't know these people, so but I always scan a room just to see who's around me, um, to, to check that energy because you are, you're in a space of all kinds of energy. And if you're not able to feel it, then you can't make moves for yourself. That, that's a gift, Lisa. You have the gift of discernment. You, that's that's a gift. Yes. Not everybody can 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 do that. That actually, I got mugged in Atlanta in 1987, and the person that mugged me, I eyeballed him when he was on his way to North Avenue train station, and I watched him go down the stairs. I was like, "This guy is coming for me." And as I crossed the street, he snatched my pocketbook. But what he didn't realize is I'm a U.S. Army veteran that ran that's the full right. relay, and I ran after him, snatched my pocketbook oh, back in his jacket, and found two paycheck stubs in there. And so screaming and yelling the whole time, but I'm a mama. If right. he's got my purse, my checkbook with my address and my house keys, you can get my child. I That's was right. a mama bear. So somebody ran a Georgia, a Georgia Avenue cop, Georgia Baptist 
hospital cop in Atlanta actually tackled him for me. But I had his coat with the two paychecks up and my pocketbook back. But I had the gift of discernment too. See, I knew something was up with him. I'll never forget it. It was Good Friday, 1987, because I was going to the ATM to get money out because I was a bartender. You don't make any money on the holidays. And I went right. to Carolina to see my dad. But you have, Lisa, the gift of discernment. That's what that is. You know how Look, to do and I'm when you said that I thought about um it was funny we went to my husband and I went to um Vegas I think to celebrate his 50th birthday and um you know they told you that you know don't keep your wallet in your back front you know you need to keep it yeah. in the front because they'll pick pickpocket you and things and we were we were walking there's a crowd of people everybody's kind of surrounded but I saw this guy when I happened to turn around I saw this guy and it just, it just looked to me as if he had honed in on my husband. Now this is from the back and he's way back there, but I kept feeling like um he 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 hasn't seen that your your wallet wasn't in the back, but it's like he had decided I'm going to go there. And so when I saw the man kind of I mean, beeline, I actually pushed my husband to the side, not a lot, but just kind of shoved him. And the only reason I said I knew what he was going to do is because as soon as I pushed my husband a little to the side, he actually stopped and then he walked over to the tree that was that standing part. there and just stood there. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, he was coming directly <laughs> for him. But it was I was actually like, oh, my gosh, I was looking at him saying he's going to try to, you know, take your mm -hmm. wallet. He just looked like he was going to pickpocket him. But I felt his energy. And that's why I tell people that. But here's the thing. When we talk about loving thy neighbor, um, which means we got to understand ourselves. Yes. The only way to build that kind of discernment up and, and start to understand your surroundings is to, to love on yourself, be in tune to who you are, self-awareness, all of that. Peace. Absolutely. No. I mean, and it goes even to you said peace and understanding what takes you out of that peace, what your triggers are so that you can work on that actually simultaneously. Because sometimes you're having to work through it while you in it. But if you yes, can't recognize right. it. Only every 10 years for me. <laughs> look, and I, and I, and I will admit I've been taken off my game. Um, and even like on this is on the job and relationships, whatever it is. I mean, even to the point where and Sheree was backstage, but there was a point where I had been in a situation and I was upset with myself. She laughed at me, but I went to her and I said, I am really off my game. And she was like, What are you talking about? And I said, Because I know better than to respond the way I did. I was I'm right. not uncomfortable in that space. So I think I was more angry that I didn't catch me yes. before I went there. But I do know that that is a sign that I'm in tune. Um, what I what I worry about is those people who don't catch themselves. Yeah. They just go all in. Wow. So I know we have, this has been amazing. We're gonna have to do this again. Yes. I just think we need a part two. We need a regular, <laughs> we, we need a regular. We definitely need a part two. Absolutely. We need a regular kind of go back in and, and let's ch let's check um, our, our love thy neighbor temperature. Like, where are we this week? Where are we in this state? So I'm going to bring I'm going to have to bring our back several times to talk about it. But before we get in, we have some TikTok moments we want to share. But before that, I want you all to kind of share some things that you can um, that that are takeaways for people who are tuned in, things that they can share with their friends and family, because life can be difficult especially now, but share some tips 
or some ideas or suggestions about what people can do to, to catch themselves or to get back to where they need to be so they can continue to thrive? Because um, I think people are getting lost in that spiral. So Dr. Teresa, you know, what, what do you have for everyone? I just want to share with everyone that you were divinely made. Everybody has a gift inside of them and that gift is meant to share with the world. And when you connect with your higher self, if you connect with the real reason why you're here, you're not going to be angry. You're going to be able to love. You're going to be successful. You're going to be fulfilled. You're even going to be prosperous and you're going to have inner peace. And when you have inner peace, you're going to love thy neighbor. When you have inner peace, there's going to be peace in the world. When you have inner peace, you can share that with your neighbor. You can share that with your coworkers. You can share that with your family. But this peace starts with raising your children to be peaceful. As Charlene said, have compassion and empathy for others. Communicate, don't retaliate. Attack the problem, not the person. Love your community and serve them well. Attack the problem and not the person. That, that belongs on a t-shirt somewhere. I'm just saying, because I mean, that that's it right there. That, because we attacking people, we attacking mm -hmm. each other instead of the problem. I absolutely believe that. So Charlene, what what can you leave them with that, that they can take home with them until the next time we bring y'all back? Because that's a must. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to say this song. Um, the Reverend Good, uh, Stevie Wonder, Love is in Need of Love Today. Go listen to that song. That's my favorite song. So that one. But I want to give you these three Ps that I purposely use. Um, right now, I believe the world doesn't have a principle. And I believe that mm -hmm. it is a commandment to love our neighbor, right? And so with the commandment, because it's a law, you don't break laws, but there is rewards, right? In a law, whether you obey it or disobey it. When I was a teacher and as a mother, I say there's good consequences and bad consequences. You can reap either way right? If you do something bad, you reap the bad consequences. So think of love as always showing love as a commandment. Make it a thing that you say, you know, it is a law that I love, right? So let me practice this thing. You don't go practicing running stop signs. You don't go you practice um, kicking somebody's door down when you out of a job and say, give me this job, right? So it is a law because you know there's some stipulations that go along with that. So we can start thinking differently about how we love one another, I can guarantee you that you'll say, I'll do something different. So it's a principle. Remember, get your principles right. And it's patience. Remember, forgiveness is love and love is forgiveness, right? Exercise it, practice it daily, every day, whether it's through affirmations or whatever that might be. And the last one is it takes patience. Listen, yes. love, kindness, empathy, you know, first Corinthians 13, tell us what love is. But I'm telling you something, empathy is the thing, get it and give grace unto those that need it. God gives you grace, give others grace. Those are my three P's. This is amazing. So before we go to our TikTok moments and say goodnight, you all let everyone know where they can find you. And Dr. Teresa, Charlene, I know y'all have some amazing things happening. Let them know how they can get that information. Yes, you can reach me on my website, creatingambassadorsofpeace.com. I have a free Passion Purpose Peace Summit pre-recorded virtually April 13th with the 15th. You'll see Charlene there. Probably Lisa Dove will be there as well. And this is going to be 
valuable information from experts and coaches and publishers and speakers and educators and leaders, everything you need, one-stop shopping, and it's free. So that's a blessing. Yes. That is a blessing. Yes. Well, I'm looking forward to be on there. You can find me on all forms of social media. Charlene E. Day E is for Eleanor. Okay. Don't even forget it. But anyway, so all forms of social media, I'm going to be right there with Dr. Teresa on April the 13th. I'll be doing something on April the 7th called Fear Goodbye and where we share those forgiveness principles and how to just walk away from all that fear and live out your true true purpose with a lot of our friends and families right here in the DMV, which is Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. So look for me. Look for those posts. I look forward to coming back here with one of the best shows, the best shows right here in these internet streets and YouTube streets. Thank y'all so much. I love you all. Thank you so much for being a part of the show tonight. This was perfect. Um, And you will definitely be back. I wanted to leave you all with two TikTok moments that relate to what we've been talking about. And then we'll say goodnight until tomorrow. Remember, I mean, till next Thursday. Remember next Thursday, we're talking about computer love. And that's when we're going to dig a little bit deeper into how social media um, how we're spreading hate and instead of love on these social media platforms, we're going in. So I'm hoping that you'll come back next week and close out this love series. So check out these two TikTok moments and then we'll come back and say goodbye. So sometimes you have to ease up and you have to show grace to other people because nobody's perfect. None of us are perfect, whether it's weight, whether it's, you know, money issues, whatever. It's just it's just important to show each other grace. And maybe you can find that love. That's right. Yes. So I want you all to take that into your weekend. Um, Happy President's Day. It's a long weekend for some, um, but that's just a positive message that I'm hoping will take you into another great week next week. See you then. And thanks again, Dr. Teresa and Charlene. This has been great. And yes, you all have to come back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great week. Bye-bye.